I, I really like the idea of it. You can take it anywhere and us dollars are always kind of on the list of what's taken first, whether you're in the Caribbean, whether you're in the States. Welcome to the right club podcast, where the focus is on helping you, the real estate investor advance to the next level. And now let's join this week's hosts and share ways for you to customize your life. Hey, Red Club Nation, it's Alfonso Salemi here. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out The Rock yet? What is it, do you ask? Well, it's the Right Club online community, a place where you can go to find your real estate investing and business answers and network with like-minded people. We have interactive forums, all the podcast episodes are there, hours of videos with a wide range of real estate investing, training and education, and so much more. It's free to join, so be sure to come grow with us at therightclub.com. Now, let's get to the podcast. Right Club Nation, welcome. I'm Sarah Larby, and I'm here today with Laurel Simmons, my wonderful co-host, and we are going to have an amazing podcast. But before that, Laurel, what is new and exciting in your world? Well, as we are recording this, it is the end of February, beginning of March, and I'm starting to see signs of spring, like tulips and all kinds of things coming up. So that's just like, uh, like I'm optimistic that the sun's going to actually stay up one day and not snow. <laughs> what about you, Sarah? Yeah. You know what? I bought something in Hamilton last week. We're going to do a conversion, bringing in some students, uh, working on the resort and the retreat. So Lots of stuff going on, but uh, from, from May to September, so basically like May 14th, I think it is, I'm, I'm taking everything off uh, until yeah. Labor Day. So looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, otherwise I'll say there's lots of really interesting things with the Right Club specifically. I mean, our website is changing and, and, and growing every single day. Uh, our events uh, as well. There's tons of them. So people, you know, that are listening can just go on our website. If you go to the rightclub.com forward slash events, and you can actually see all of the amazing events. Some are virtual, many are virtual. There might be some in person down the road, you know, feel free to take a look at that. But, you know, coast to coast right now, we have options for everybody virtually, lots of different topics and uh, anything new with the website that, uh, that you'd want to share for today. I think just there's just more content going up all the time. And, and as Sarah said, lots of events. So we have lunch and learns. We have um, focus uh, meetings. We have uh, national events and we have regional events. So there's something for everybody, right? Just something for everybody. You can go in and, and watch, listen to our podcast. You can watch some, uh, you know, our events that have been recorded. So just go in there. There's lots and lots of information. And uh, yeah, we're seeing more and more people come. So, hey, that's great. Amazing. So Jennifer and Stéphane Brouillette are real estate investors with a portfolio of about 20 doors in Canada, vacant lot, two U.S. properties, and acquiring more every day. They are located in Sudbury uh, and share their journeys along the way on how they got started, how they scaled, what they're looking at now, you know, what they're doing to be able to pivot in this crazy market. So it is a great podcast, lots of insights, lots of information. I hope that you guys enjoy it. Let's bring them in. Jennifer, Stefan, welcome. How are you guys? Very good, thank you. Great, thank you. 
Awesome. I, uh, I'm excited because it's always great to meet uh, investors that we haven't met before. And I haven't met you before, I don't think. And, uh, you know, so I, I'm super excited to learn about your journey. It sounds like you've had a very successful one so far. And so let's, uh, let's take a step back to see, you know, how you and why you got started in real estate in the first place. Okay, so do you want to start or would you like me to start? Uh, in about 2011, uh, we decided that we wanted to uh, explore getting into um, real estate investing. And Jennifer worked with a, uh, a fellow that was also a real estate agent and an investor at the same time. So we sat down and had a few conversations and we decided that uh, it was something that we were prepared to try and mm-hmm. give it a shot. And uh, we bought our first property. So, so yeah, so kind of to, to open that up a little bit more. So I was on mat leave with our third baby. So we, I knew I had no more mat leaves coming. We both worked frontline jobs at that, at the time. So we were both shift workers. We had three small kids, one baby, and, uh, we wanted something better, right? We wanted something more. We knew that the schedules that we were working weren't very, um, conducive to raising a family. And we wanted to kind of figure out a way that we could change that and create some, some freedoms and some options and some opportunities as, as we kind of went. And like Steph said, I worked with a guy who was a realtor and an investor, and I was really interested in what he was doing because we knew that real estate was a good idea, but it was all very long game stuff. Like it was like, well, if we do something now, we didn't really realize that it could benefit us right now. It was all going to be like a long game, like way over there, it's going to do something better for us. So um, we had a couple of really interesting conversations with my friend who was the realtor back then. And he introduced us to a mortgage broker who really understood leveraging and really understood refinances and equity. And that for us kind of blew open the doors to how we could do this. Because like, like everybody else, right? We were making decent money. We were also spending decent money because we didn't really understand how to, how to do it any other way. So 2011, we actually, we had a ton of equity in our house. Um, so after some conversations with the mortgage broker, we refinanced and we were able to purchase two properties that year. So we wow. were kind of hoping that it would create enough cash flow that I would be able to kind of leave my job and focus on our family and be able to rely on the income coming in from the buildings to kind of supplement. So of course, back then it wasn't enough money and, but it created a really great structure for us and a really great baseline because we didn't know what we were really doing. We just, we knew that it was a good idea. Right. And, and that's kind of how we got started. So a lot of people that, you know, Sarah and I talk to and all, all of us at the Right Club talk to, um, a lot of them have either been in, been doing it for quite a few years and they've kind of forgotten the beginning, like what it was like when they started. And, and there's, then there's a lot of others who are just so scared to get started. They, sometimes it's um, paralysis by analysis, right? They're always yes. looking like there's never enough information to actually do it. <laughs> like, and you guys jumped, you did it. Right? We did. How long did it take you to do that? Like to go from the, the first sort of inclination that, oh, there might be something here to actually buying your first property, investing in your first property. Well, I remember we started having that conversation. It was in like February of 2011. I remember it was still winter. I mean, it's winter up here for a long time, but it was still winter. And I knew that I was going back to work in May. And that was when my mat leave was over. So it was kind of like, well, you know, like we've got this equity. We ended up, we purchased a fourplex. It closed in April and we purchased a fiveplex. It closed in October. 
Wow. So, so you went right. So your first, your first property was a multi. Yes. Yes. Small multi. That's most people, not everybody, but most people tend to buy a single family home, right? Cause they think that that's, that's the way to do it. So why did you choose to go into the, the small multifamily? Well, we had done a little bit of research and again, talking with the, the realtor that I was friends with through my job back then, he kind of explained that whole concept of cash flow coming in, rents from different units. You could afford then if a unit went vacant for a bit, the other units would cover the rents and it still wouldn't cost you anything out of pocket. And that kind of spoke to us and made a lot of sense. And I mean, not that not to discourage the single family market, because there's a lot of good stuff going on there, too. And I mean, we've added a few to our portfolio since then. But that for us was a really great, a great start. And, and we're jumpers. That's something that we've we sometimes jump when we don't really even know what we're doing. But we we risk manage it the best we can. And we found definitely taking actions better than not taking action. And we kind of learn on the fly and, and kind of go as we grow. Yeah, yeah. The, the subway market was uh, at the time in multifamilies w- was uh, the best place to get in. Mm-hmm. And like Jennifer said, uh, one unit being va- vacant still provided us somewhat of a security net or a security blanket so that uh, we wouldn't have to pay the full mortgage if we had a vacancy. So that's yeah. where we, uh, we started. That, that's, that's awesome. I mean, I think it's also, you know, important to mention, like you also had a good team, it sounds like almost from the beginning with uh, a good realtor that really understood things, uh, a mortgage yes. broker that helped you unlock money, which not everybody has. And I think, you know, you bring to the table, the fact that you're, you're able to risk manage, like you said, right. It's not analysis paralysis. Yes. You can take action. And that's how you got to, to where you are today. And then you, you learn along the way, right. You grow along yep. the way. So much more, I think, than any book or podcast or anything can, can provide by, by actually being in there and, and doing it. Yeah. And that's really exactly how it went for us, right? We kind of jumped, not really knowing what we were doing, but knowing it was a good idea. And we could kind of learn the parts we didn't know about as we went. Awesome. So can I, can I ask, like, how, how do you guys split the investment tasks you know, are you both doing everything together? Is one person doing the management? One person's doing the acquisition? Like, how do you guys have that set up? So we don't manage our own stuff. That was, that for us was the biggest piece when we first got in. And we didn't realize at the time that you could be a a landlord, but not be active in it. Right. Like, and once we, we kind of had that conversation, we were like, oh, that's exactly what we want to do. We want to be investors. We don't want to be landlords right? We didn't want to deal with tenant issues. We were both working shifts. We had three small children. Like what happens if something goes in the middle of the night? We're not in a position where we can deal with that. And, and really we didn't want to. So the the beauty was we were introduced to property management and back then it wasn't mainstream like it is now. So there weren't a whole lot of options and opportunities for it up here, but there was a company in Sudbury that we started with. And uh, it took us a couple of years to realize that we didn't really align with each other and we didn't fit. And that had given the market enough time to kind of grow a couple of newcomers that saw that there was a need for those kinds of services. So um, we added a new property management company to our team in 2013 in Sudbury, and we've been happily married to them ever since. So it's been, it's, 
That is awesome. I mean, it, it's interesting to see because sometimes your team changes over time too, right? Sometimes yeah. you're like, this person Absolutely. has to be yeah. you know, updated or upgraded if you, if you want, or, you know, yeah. sometimes, sometimes they start off amazing and then things happen. I mean, you know, same thing with contractors, you know, sometimes. You yeah. Oh, for sure. And that list changes all the time, right? Like a, like a referral list or a trade list. We're always kind of adding and moving and adding and moving, but just to get back to you, you were talking about how do we handle it together? Mm-hmm. So we're pretty lucky. We're fairly complimentary. So it's, I'm the gas pedal, Steph's the brake. And that's kind of how, how we work. And he really likes looking for deals. I really like organizing all of the different pieces once we find something and, and kind of connecting with everybody who needs us to sign or, or talk about the financing. Like, it seems like I organize and, and Steph is like the, the doer. So it, um, it, it fits us really well. Yeah. So really well. Awesome. So now you've got, I think, 20 doors, a vacant lot, two properties in the U.S. Are you still financing everything yourself or did you bring in joint venture partners or money partners along the way? How did that work out? So we did the first two. The two originals were our own money. Well, the the equity from our house like that that came from us. So in 2020 or 2020, we joined a mentoring group. We had kind of gotten to the point where we had at that point, the two buildings in Sudbury and a single family house that we had started off as a fix and flip. And then ended, it ended up kind of being like a burr and we, we just held onto it as a rental. Um, and we wanted to grow, but we didn't really know how, because we were out of money, right. For the, the, the down payment. So we were kind of like, well, there has to be more people like us out there that are investors and kind of get how this works, but keep going. So social media was really exploding back then with Facebook groups and and all of these different connections. So we joined a mentoring group and it blew our world right open. And not so much the content of the group, but the connections that we made. And that kind of introduced us to OPM and using other people's money and how to do it properly and and organized and and making sure that it's a a win-win strategy and and. And that the exit was clearly planned before you even really got into the deal. So our last four deals have been, maybe five deals, have been with OPM yeah. in, in differing degrees, right? Some have been full OPM, some have been like partial. piecemeal together and partial. Um, but it's really opened up our, our investing game and it's, it's really growing our portfolio. We're going to take a quick break from the show. Right Club Nation, just want to take a quick moment here and introduce you to Private Money for Mortgages, which is a mortgage brokerage. And the great thing about Private Money for Mortgages is if you are looking to do a flip or a burr or something that requires a little bit more work where you might not get traditional bank financing, a great opportunity to still acquire that property is with Private Money. So Private Money is going to be at some point in your journey a necessary tool for you or maybe somebody that you know, another investor to build your portfolio and knowledge is key. You can book a discovery call with Susan and her team to learn why, how, and when to use private mortgages in your real estate journey. You can visit their website, which is privatemoneyformortgages.com. And there's a free guide to private mortgages that you can get there. And also Susan can help you with a vetting process. So when you are looking at properties, whether it's a flip property or a burr property, they can assist you with finding different financing options for these types of purchases. And again, it could come with a higher cost. Most likely it will because it's private money, but if it is executed properly with a proper exit, that is going to be key. So again, private money for mortgages, which is the number four 
www.thelifeconsultancygroup.com. And now back to the show. And now back to the show. You know, I, I think that's really interesting that you talk about other people's money because what a lot of people don't realize that when you go to the bank, that's actually other people's money. It's not your money. You, you, yes. Regardless 100%. of where you go, it's other people's money, right? Yep. You didn't put that money in, in the bank. Yeah, the bank gave you a mortgage or wherever you go for a mortgage. Yep. Um, but I, I did want to, I think, focus on the fact that you went to these face groups Facebook groups and the mentoring and you, it was the connections that were really, really important. Oh, for sure. That's what we found in, 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 in our, you know, in our investing, uh, real estate investing company, it's, you know, you can have all the properties in the world and all the rest of it, but you need the connections. You need your network because yeah. if that person doesn't know something, well, they might, they might not know what you need, but they might know somebody who does have what you need. And that's been exactly our experience. Like our network in the last year and a half has grown so significantly and it's grown us at the same time. And it's just like this really awesome circle of info sharing and connecting and growing and real estate in our opinion is it's a huge game. There's tons of room for everybody to share information and be successful. Like I know there's a lot of people that don't like to share and I get that sharing is pretty individual and, and I and I get that, but we're like, share all the secrets because there's lots of room out there, right? For everybody to do what they want to do and, and be successful at it. And, mm-hmm. and what's funny is a lot of people that I work with and I share and, or real estate journey with um, think, wow, you must be really smart and so on and so forth. We're pretty We're pretty smart, I would say, but the thing is, uh, in expanding our uh, our network, we surround ourselves with uh, subject matter experts, people that know a lot more about certain things than we do, and that just helps our our success just bloom. Mm-hmm. So that's that's been one of the things we've really worked on. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. And I mean, that's what brought us to you guys, right? Yeah. And uh, it's just different connections we made that. This is kind of where the road goes. So we're happy to walk it and, and have the conversations and, and share in the hopes that somebody else will benefit from it. Because I know how much we love listening to other people's stories yeah. and applying it to what we're trying to do. Absolutely. So I know there's a lot of great stories. There's a lot of great success. And you guys are, you know, a, you know, an example of a successful couple doing it. But what are some of the challenges that you could share? Because ultimately, you know, it's not all what it seems to be on the surface. There's definitely, it's, it's I think, a mental toughness game at some points uh, in the, the journey, whether it's, you know, problems with contractors or problems with tenants or, you know, what are some of the challenges, if you don't mind sharing, that, that happened to you along the way that, um, that somebody can maybe learn from? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> like, and like you said, right, we've all had things go wrong and, and things and struggles and bumps in the road. Um, I don't know. What do you think's the biggest challenge? Well, one of the things, uh, so we're part of a mentorship group. So there's a number of uh, people that we've really uh, connected with. And one of the things that I find uh, tough is uh, you can call it keeping up with the Joneses syndrome. So having to uh, try to keep up or you get to a point where you feel like you're stalling out and you, you have to make another move, but you're only limited by uh, your OPM and your availability to make uh, deals. So that's one of the things I've found a little bit tough, trying to yeah. hold back the reins a little bit and wait for the next ideal not necessarily unicorn, but the, the ideal, next good deal for yeah. us. 
right? And, and it's kind of about staying in our lane because I know every time we have a conversation with somebody in our group or in our network that, that is doing something amazing, right away, Steph is like, oh God, we should be doing that too? Should we be doing that? Maybe we should be doing that too. And it's like, no, 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 like let's let's look at it and see where we are and, and does it fit what we're trying to do and, and where we're at. So we laugh about that kind of stuff lots where it's like, you know what, let's be really excited because they've got something great going on. And if it fits for us, then then we can move too. And if it doesn't, then that's okay. We can still be happy and 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 kind of ride out whatever's going on in our portfolio at the time and, and wait for our next turn um, yeah. to, to do something with. So, and, and I mean, in terms of tenant challenges and, and contractor challenges, we've all been there, right? Um, renovation projects that are over budget and take too long. Uh, that was our biggest challenge with the single, our first single family house that we bought. It was supposed to be a fix and flip and it was a really great house in a nice area that had tons of character and that we knew we could fix up. And we did too much and it took too long and we went way over budget. And then by the time we were finished, uh, the market wasn't doing what we needed it to do to sell it for what we needed to sell it for. So we kind of sat around and went, oh my God, like we did that all wrong. Like, how are we ever going to fix this? And then my dad said, just, he, he said, can't you use it as a rental? Like if you've, you know what I mean? And, and ride it out for a while until the market improves or adjusts. He said, in the meantime, you have somebody else kind of paying the mortgage. And at that point I was like, do people even rent single family houses? I didn't even know. Yeah. So we called the property manager and, and I said, this is kind of where we're at. And she went, oh my gosh, like I could rent a single family home faster than any apartment any day of the week. And eight days later, a lady signed a lease and we were getting more rent than I ever thought we would get. And it just kind of clickety clicked along. And it turned out to be just a jewel. So do you still have that property today? Absolutely. We do. Yeah. Friggin' right. It's a gem. Yeah. Yeah. That turned into a real gem in our portfolio for sure. Is it cash flow? Oh, the best. Oh, yeah. That's actually the oh, best okay. cash flower we have right now. It's funny how it could just hanging on to real estate and not panicking. Cause you know, once you sell, you've realized your loss or your profit. That's right. But if you're and and we're on, trying and we're, we're of the school, right? Like if there's no need to sell it, wh- why, right? Yeah. The market is going to grow it on its own. Any improvements we put in will come back eventually. And we've got somebody in there paying the bills and creating a little bit of cash flow for us every month. So for us, it's, it's, it's a really great scenario. So I want to ask you guys, because obviously the elephants, I think, in the room right now in this in like this day and age is just the lack of inventory and the lack of deals and the, you know, the greed, I think, from some people just trying to like list even multifamilies for just some insane. No, it's ridiculous. It yeah. really is. Thoughts, thoughts on that. Like, are you, are you altering or pivoting your strategy or doing anything there? Oh yeah. We pivoted a long time ago. Like we really, we looked around Sudbury and realized that, and this was already a year ago that the numbers here weren't doing what we wanted them to do because the market was growing so quickly and selling prices were so high and rents hadn't caught up yet. So nothing really made sense on paper. So we headed East out to New Brunswick. There was great cash flow out there. Um, we were willing to kind of roll with the slower equity build because those yeah. markets weren't quite as hot or growing as quickly. Um, so we had refinanced our portfolio in Sudbury um, because the markets were so great and the timing was actually perfect for us. Um, so we picked up 10 more doors in New Brunswick. Um, and, and those are just kind of clickety clicking along just yeah. lovely on their own. Um, that kind of remote investing is a little bit of a challenge some days, um, just because it's further away. So I know here in Sudbury, we're not managing our own stuff, but the property managers is literally like a phone call or a text away. Um, it doesn't, I don't have that kind of 
working relationship yet with the PM company we're with in New Brunswick, but I mean, they're, they're great. And they're, they're taking care of business. It's, it's just different. Yeah. Um, but the cash flow there was, was question about, about working with your team in New Brunswick, because you know, you're, um, your mortgage brokers, well, you need a lawyer in the province you're in. That's, you know, yep. that's standard. But, um, you know, there are a lot of people that you can use virtually here, but there are certain things that must be down there. For example, it's there's no point in having a renovation company in Sudbury right. you have properties in, in New Brunswick. And um, so how did you go about finding that network again? Because you're, you're basically starting over from ground zero when you when you yeah. get in. Yeah. Well, and again, like we had such a great um, network of people that we had met through different mentoring groups that we've been a part of and, and different um, connections of connections, you know, that that were a little bit more dialed into that market than we were. And you know what, we had we had, had a couple of conversations with different property managers and and kind of what our expectations were and, and kind of the services that they provided. And we found one that that fit fairly well. Yeah. Um, and it's it's, it's a, been a great experience. Like it's got its challenges, like everything else, right? A couple of tenant issues, you know, a vacancy that's taking a little bit of time to fill, um, some renovations that are taking a little bit longer because that market is just so saturated with investors right now. It's taking a little bit more time to get things done. But for us, it's just kind of extended our timelines a little bit. It hasn't changed our strategy. And the cash flow out there was really, we couldn't find it anywhere else. Yeah. Um, so the buildings are solid structures. I mean, they're, they're healthy and they're, they're rented. So, I mean, we're, we're pretty pleased with how that worked. Uh, and then that market started to catch fire. Right. And, and then we noticed the price points were shifting um, fairly quickly. So we pivoted again and we started looking at the States last summer. Oh. And that's kind of where we're shopping right now. We're going to take a quick break from the show. Right, Club Nation, let's take a quick minute here to meet our sponsor for the week, Blackjack Contracting. They've been serving Niagara, Hamilton, and Brantford areas, and for the past three years, becoming the area's largest basement suite renovation specialist. That's right, and Blackjack works with real estate investors, both new and experienced, converting single-family homes into multiple legal suites and renovating properties to achieve their maximum potential and value. Absolutely. And they've completed over 100 units from Brantford to Niagara Falls and everywhere in between. They handle everything from permitting and design to final cleaning before you list your rentals. And they also have fully licensed electrical contractors certified with the ESA and take jobs of all sizes. Make sure to check them out at blackjackcontractinginc.ca and also follow them on social media at blackjackcontractinginc. And they say investing can sometimes feel like the biggest gamble of your life. But when you have blackjack on your side, the house always wins. So now back to the podcast. And now back to the show. That was, that was going to be, of course, my next question after, well, yeah. if you've gone to New Brunswick and things are starting to come on fire there, then you're now you've moved into the state. So again, you have to start with a whole new uh, team, right? Because well, everybody, because mortgage brokers and agents in Canada can't serve you in the U.S. and yep. lawyers, everyone, even real estate agents, it's all different. Yep. Yeah. So no, and you that? know what? We it was different, and and really, our second U.S. purchase was really different because we used U.S. financing for that one. So that brought in um, American lending and American financing, and and how all of that works, which is very different than how it is in Canada. 
Um, so that was a huge learning curve for us and so many new connections. And it's, it's really incredible the amount of time that I spend on Zooms and, and FaceTime calls and, and you know, just kind of having these conversations like this is who we are, this is what we're doing. And some conversations kind of continue and, and others don't. And, and that's okay. You know what, you have to try on a lot, a lot of pairs of shoes before you find one that fit really well. And um, we're happy to kind of take our time to make sure that we find people to work with that fit what we what we're looking for. Where, where in the U.S. are these properties? So we have one uh, single family home in Detroit and we have a single family home in Tampa, just outside of Tampa, actually. What are your thoughts? Because I mean, I think, you know, with with all the economic uncertainty and everything that's happening right now, I think it is important to diversify potentially in a different currency and a different country. Um, any thoughts, any thoughts on that or comments on that? Well, we, we really like American money, right? It's, um, it's transferable just about anywhere. It's always sitting in a better position than our own dollar. And I I really like the idea of it. You can take it anywhere and U S dollars are always kind of on the list of what's taken first, whether you're in the Caribbean, whether you're in the States, whether you're in uh, Mexico, where like wherever you are, right? American dollars, cash is king. And we really like what the American dollar does. And um, yeah, and, and the cash flow that it's created in the two buildings that we have down there right now, it's it's putting us in a really great position that that we're, we're looking for our next one, so. Very cool. So Stefan, are you seeing these properties, you know, ahead of time? Are you, you know, are you guys making offers uh, sight unseen on these properties? And maybe just walk us through the process because, you know, a lot of them are, are not necessarily driving distance. No. True. So, yeah, it, it, since the pandemic has uh, come around, yeah, we're doing everything virtually, obviously. So we travel is a complete no-go. So we're having to uh, deal with uh, realtors over the phone. Jen uh, makes the links with the uh, realtors. And we basically give them a criteria of what we're looking for on the property. Uh, and we, uh, or we, Jen runs the numbers to make sure that everything uh, fits. And uh, we do our due diligence. We uh, make sure that we have uh, adequate property management in place. Um, the insurance is good and so on and so forth. And it's a good area. Um, case in point, when we bought the uh, Tampa uh, property, about two or three weeks later, that uh, ep- or, um, that series on Netflix came out as Selling Tampa. So it was really neat. And it was it's just been a journey of trying to stay ahead of the curve where rather than chasing a secondary market, you want to be on the leading edge of where the markets are going to be catching fire. Yeah, so we feel like we time Tampa well. Um, and, and just to get back to what you were saying, Sarah, like our home inspections are all done virtually. So we're buying them sight unseen, but we've got people walking through that are kind of showing us what they're seeing. So we know what we're basing our decisions on too. So is that where you, so the Tampa area in Florida, that's where you're focusing on? Or did you go to any other places in the States? Yeah, actually, we're working with a realtor right now in Jacksonville. Um, that in, that area really interests me. It's a bit of a distribution hub. And um, there's lots going on by sea, by rail, by truck. Uh, there's lots of cool stuff. I think it's a really interesting market. Um, so we're seeing what we can do, what we can do there. Uh, the price points are still pretty appealing. Um, and there's decent cash flow. So we're, we're kind of happy to take a look and see if we can find something that fits what we're trying to do. 
Is that in Tennessee or is that Florida? I feel like there's two. Florida. North Florida. Yeah. yeah North Florida. Got it. Okay, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cause I, I think, you know, the other thing too, just like looking at Miami or, or Florida just in general is, you know, the, like a lot of those markets, just because they were fairly open throughout the, the two years that people mm. have flocked towards there and then also started investing and uh, you know, just looking at the price points, you know, a year ago versus, versus even today in mm. many places in Florida, it's, it's definitely gone up, but you know, there, there's all every single market, I'm sure there's still some opportunities to, to be found. Yeah. Um, so awesome. So the next part of the podcast is lightning round. So we are going to go through four questions. We're going to um, ask each of you the same questions and uh, you're going to give us the first answer that comes to mind. Are you ready? Ready. Ready. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 m and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. All right, so question number one, uh, we'll start with Stefan on this one. Uh, Stefan, what is the best advice that you have ever received from another investor or at a networking event? Uh, start as early as possible when it comes to real estate investing. Uh, one of the um, things I, I hear, a common mistake that uh, real estate investors say, I wish I would have started earlier. Or uh, other people say, uh, is it too late to start? Yeah, absolutely. Great tip. Jen, what about you? Uh, you know what? I'm, I, I can't be creative. That's because that's it, right? Start earlier, as early as you possibly can. That's, that's awesome. the key. Well, and you know what they say, the best time to invest in real estate was 20 years ago. And the second best time is today. So it's today. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Question two, what is your favorite resource for real estate investing? And it could be anything, book, training, person, event, Facebook group, whatever. What's your favorite resource? Oh, you know what? It, this, and this is like a shameless plug, but I love what the right club puts out. I really do. The lunch and learns are my favorite. I can put them on. I can get my stuff done and still listen. And um, those RWAs are my new favorite thing. I can't wait to get us into one of those. All right. Very cool. Number three, number th or actually, Stefan, do you have a, a different answer? No, it, I, I like uh, social media. I like wa watching uh, different uh, podcasts and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, no, social media is probably uh, my favorite go-to. All right. Awesome. All right. Question number three, what is the attribute that has made you most successful? Who wants to start? I think we're flexible. And I yeah. think that makes all the difference. You know what, just because it doesn't look exactly like we thought it was supposed to look doesn't mean that it's not going to work amazing. And mm -hmm. we've learned that over and over again, as long as we're okay bending when things need to be bended to. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, it sure does. I, uh, the, the tree that bends doesn't break. And if you, I mean, it sounds cliche, but it's true, right? You guys yeah. are bending and, and flexing and, and that's what makes you successful. It's people who just keep going and, and refuse to change. They're the ones that run into trouble. So good for you. So question number four, what do you typically do on a Sunday morning? Stefan, let's start with you. 
Well, I like to make a big breakfast. Um, I uh, I don't have a chance to uh, cook all that much during the week because I'm I'm doing um, I'm I'm at work and I'm on shift work, so I don't have the ability to uh, to cook all that much. But I really enjoy making a really big breakfast for uh, everyone in the house on uh, on Sundays. Yep. Okay, and Jennifer, what about you? I like to sit with a cup of tea and not talk to anybody. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's my, my perfect Sunday morning is a cup of tea and just by myself. And, and waits for breakfast. And I wait for ready. breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is amazing. I love that. I usually wait too. <laughs> <laughs> not the chef either. Awesome. Jen, Stefan, where can our right club community reach out and find out more? Oh, right on. Uh, so on Facebook, Jennifer Hanson Briette is, is my page. It's most of the handles. It's, it's my stuff. Uh, Steph is on social media, but mostly through my pages, we both like to answer the messages. We both like to answer uh, the questions that are asked, but on Facebook, it's Jennifer Hanson Briette on Instagram. It's at investor Jen Briette and on LinkedIn, it's Jennifer Briette. And you know what, for people who are listening, I think we should spell your last name just because yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> know so it's true. It definitely doesn't sound like it's spelled, right? So B-R-O-U-I-L-L-E-T-T-E. Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. Jennifer, Stefan, thank you guys so much for being on the show and really appreciate your insights and uh, and you being part of our community. Thanks. Oh, well, thank you so much for having us. It was yeah. a ton of fun. Thanks. So Sarah, wow, they're a really uh, amazing couple, aren't they? They they really are enthusiastic, and they've got lots of stuff going on. And they it sounds like they've they've learned a few lessons along the way too. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one of the things that that rang a bell there is just taking action and and uh, not having that analysis paralysis, but being able to pivot. I mean, I, I love their story about that one property that they wanted to flip, and then they realized that they couldn't get their price, and now it's their best cash flowing property. And it's probably been doing the best in terms of return on investment for a property that originally they thought they had made some mistakes on. So, you know, real estate, it's forgivable over time. Obviously, if you sell, uh, you realize your loss, but keeping, keeping it and, and pivoting and being able to create a different exit strategy, I think was key. Any takeaways on your end, Laurel, that you want to share? I think, again, very similar to what you're saying, but it's the, it's the flexibility that if this didn't work, then there's a plan B and let's go do that. And, you know, if this market isn't right, well, then let's go to another market and okay, that market's kind of saturated. Let's go to another market. So that's, that's how we grow our portfolios, right? If you just always do the same thing in the same place with the same people, you're not going to really grow. It's, it's just the more you get out there and talk to people, meet people, network, uh, explore other areas, the, the, the better your chances of your portfolio growing are. Absolutely. So don't forget to keep growing, but also to customize your life along the way. Right Club Nation, see you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping all levels of real estate investors advance to the next level and help you customize your life. Be sure to tune in next week at rightclub.com slash podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you get a few seconds, please rate the podcast wherever you're listening. It helps the show get noticed by others like you. And we truly appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe.